Welcome to Gross Anatomy. And we're live. And we're live. And, and to recap, we're No, starting... first we're going to do our intro. Yeah, okay. We're live, right? <laughs> With, uh, where With... we explore the sights, smells, sounds. Of medicine. And how it pertains to pop culture. Movies. TVs, the world around us. Right, exactly. <laughs> and I'm... Dr. Jason Cohen. And you are? Lauren Taylor. And here we are, live. And here we are. With Gross Anatomy. And a lot of things have been happening. So we're much. Starting with a recap. Recap. So based on things we talked about in the podcast, previous podcasts. And the recap of our lives. Or just and the recap the re- of our lives. Okay. But one of the things that you mentioned in the podcast was that you're about to turn 50. And that happened. It happened yesterday. Yesterday. Yes. And now I'm old. No. Uh, I've crossed the threshold and now I'm old. No, you're in a slow walking movement, which we post on our Instagram. Right, I'm doing a slow walk, exactly. (laughs) It's really funny, yeah. Well, it's funny, I've been actually doing, you know, a few years ago I had the epiphany that that I think we've talked about before, that A, I'm not getting any younger, B, Mm -hmm. all my really successful friends are in way better shape than I'm in. Uh, or successful people that I want to be like are are in good shape. Plus, my wife is a huge fitness and wellness guru and buff, and she always talks about wanting that you know everybody should do some kind of activity every day. Mm-hmm. And finally, between all those things, the and the fact that I was approaching fifty, the epiphany of life, and the reality of life, and the reality that life gets. Harder and harder to some degree, but just more challenging and crazier and wackier. Right. But it'd more be easier if you're in it'd better be easier shape. Easier if you're in better shape. Healthier. Right. So that epiphany hit, and um, and I have kind of bad knees, so running was really never an option for me at all. Okay. So my so I initially it's been a couple of years now already started with walking just around the neighborhood and in the park. You know, like a silly fast walker. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and my kids would make fun of me. Oh, how fast do you walk, Daddy? You know, how fast are you walking? Do you swing your arms? And I'd be walking with them sometimes, and they'd be like, Daddy, show us how you walk, Daddy. You know, do you walk this fast? And, and it would be an ongoing joke. But, it, you know, I wound up starting to feel good, lose a little weight. I would do some inclines. And then it, I graduated to walking on the treadmill, where and now I do other stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's funny that uh, Andy Lasner, who I grew up with, who was kind of a big brother to me, even though he probably disowns me at this point <laughs> in time, um, who's known from The Ellen Show, um, who I know from other stuff, because I basically grew up with the guy, uh, just recently started this treadmill walk yeah. movement. and His videos are pretty funny. He's a funny guy. He's always been one of the funniest guys I've known. Even when we were kids, he, we'd sit in synagogue, because I knew him even from synagogue, and he would crack up all the men. Like, he, you know, he was so funny that all the men around us, even as a kid, if he would say something, everyone would laugh. He was always that guy. Ah, that's nice. I yeah. always wanted to be that guy. But yeah, I was never that guy. But he started it, um, this treadmill walking movement which mm-hmm. I which I've been on board for so I I'm team Andy yeah I'm team walk Andy nice yeah we also discussed in our last episode you know the Chris Pratt Cal Drogo like, yeah. a little bit like spat like it wasn't really anything but plastic yeah mm-hmm. Chris Pratt posed with a plastic water bottle right yeah uh, Aquaman called him out on it mm-hmm. Aquaman Cal Drogo and we were like but how name. bad is it really that Chris Pratt posed with a plastic water bottle because I mean, right. you recycle you re- you know you can reuse it you can right. recycle it right and then the New York Times just published this thing that I was always kind of uh, I kind of 
thought in the back of my mind, but I didn't want to look into. They say they published this video that basically says like only eight percent of actual like plastic gets recycled. Wait, did eight percent of everything that's supposed to be recycled or eight percent of plastic? So this is what they say. They also they talked say about in, the paper boxes. Yes, they and, say entire categories yeah. of papers and plastics are rarely recycled. So there's seven categories. I never know what those you know symbols yeah. mean on the bottom of it. I always think, okay, it's got a recycle symbol. I'll just recycle it. But they say that only five, five of them hardly get recycled at all. And according to the EPA in 2017, I guess that maybe it's, that's the latest, latest that they have data. And the latest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That as little as 8.4% of plastic was actually recycled. Hmm. So and what are they it goes in the landfills and landfill. hopefully not in the oceans. So maybe right. Aquaman has a point. Yeah. And now, well, I mean, I don't usually use water bottles anyways, but now I'm questioning everything I recycle. And I did hear, because my husband mentioned that, like, China was taking a lot of our recyclables, but they're no right. longer doing that. Right, I know. That's interesting. So, I didn't even know that, but supposedly China Yeah, and then I guess supposedly, like, a lot of places, not L.A., but, like, they're just not recycling anymore, which mm. is sad. Well, that all goes back to my ridiculous theory that we should let the earth turn into whatever it it's going to turn like it's into. sounds like it's going to. So we could mutate and see what happens. But the thing here is, too, like, we got last year, we got something from... The recycling company that was like, hey, you know, if people are stealing your recyclables, that's against the law, and that hurts, your, that'll hurt your tax dollars or something like that. So I was like, huh. so that made me think that recycling was like a real legit thing, and yeah. also I'm never going to stop someone if they need the money to take my recycling. Fund. Right, exactly. Because you can actually like you know get it for money, but I don't know. But there are more and more companies that are doing things with recyclables. You know, they they actually are using. I, I was just reading about it uh, today, actually. There's some companies that are using it for building products, you know, plastics and things like that. They're using it for um, making computers and things like that out of recyclables. So that's, so what, that's what needs to happen. There Especially, are more and more yeah. private companies, private industry using, and there are a lot of ho- eco-hotels that are trying to take, like, stuff found from the ocean and the water and somehow See. using that. You put a positive spin on it. Yeah. New ideas are coming forth. New I didn't ideas. look into that, but that yeah. is what needs to happen. Exactly. And I think, um, you know, the reality is that's going to come from the private industry. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Segue into pop culture. Okay. The Golden Globes were announced on Monday. Did you read any of that? Uh, I heard some on the radio driving in, but um, very little. What were your favorite performances of the year? You I'll know, tell so you if your people were not. Right, right, right. So, you know, unfortunately, I... I don't get to see a lot of stuff, but so that's movies and TV, both. Yes, and okay. how I—I I mean, we did a podcast about the Joker. Mm-hmm. So Joaquin Phoenix was nominated. He was great. Mm-hmm. I know you didn't movie, like that movie. We disagreed movie, about yeah. that. Yeah, and I thought a lot of the movie that was great was really great stuff. Mm-hmm. But I just thought it was a depressing story and just you yeah. know it, it was like just too much. Why? Um, so yeah, Joaquin Phoenix, great. I am actually right now at the gym. I finished watching. Um, unfortunately, I finished Peaky Blinders, so now I just started watching The Irishman. Oh, so that'll take you a while because it's yeah, three and a half hours right. long. Right, I've watched it at two different <laughs> ep- points at the gym. I've already. It's taken me through two workouts. I need right to now. rewatch it. I don't know what I think yet because yeah. I thought I fell asleep. That yeah, doesn't that, mean you know I've heard a lot of people but say that, that. Doesn't I think I watched it at a bad time? Yeah, 
But you know what looks good, but I haven't seen, but the trailers look great, and I'm a huge Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson fan. I was going to ask you, that movie got a lot of yeah. nominations, too. Yeah, that movie a looks great. A Marriage Story great, by but Noah Baumbach But it looks like it's going to depress me and upset me so much. That's exactly why I haven't watched it yet. Me too. Because, also, yeah, I'm kind yeah. of still, like, newly married-ish. Right, and, and I'm, I'm like, I don't really want to watch a movie right, about and I'm still, the pains of divorce. Exactly, and I'm still thinking I'm happily married, and I don't want to watch yeah. it. You know, it's it's a little too depressing, But then, Adam Driver is supposed to be amazing. I love He's going to be an Oscar winner. Yeah, he, Scarlett Johansson got nominated for that too. I feel like yeah. it's, it's got to be something I watch. You know, and having nothing to do with movies and TV, mm-hmm. I'm reading a book very slowly, unfortunately, called Fleischman is in Trouble that I had read about. Okay. Um, and it's about, uh, and it's also a little depressing and, I'm, and weird. It's about a New York doctor, mm-hmm. obviously a New York Jewish doctor, who actually is from California but living in New York. And his marriage is falling apart. Oh, no. Uh, and I'm, I'm only... And he's a couple of young kids, and I'm only about a half... Halfway through it. And it's it's an interesting thing to read as a New York... As a originally New York doctor mm-hmm. in a marriage. It's, you know, with... Who's Jewish. It, right. It's an interesting book to read. I'll... More when I finish it, you know? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I want to watch, like, funnier, happier things, but... Uh, Me too. There's never a lot of comedies, because I think comedy is harder to write, personally, and maybe that's why. Right. Or execute. And my wife, who's always right about everything, said, why isn't there a comedy, best comedy, when it comes to the Oscars? There should be. There should be. Yeah. That's what she said. I agree with that. There totally should be. I agree with that. And then someone else was, some celebrity, I forget who, was like taking up the cause to um, have a best stunt category, like a best stunt person, which I, I also that, think. For sure, is but very that doesn't hard. need to be during the regular airing. Yeah. And then they could do best podcast. Yeah. Gross Anatomy podcast. I'm sure they have podcasts. They yeah, may but soon. Not soon they may. Because there's a lot of celebrities that do podcasts. There are a lot of celebrities. But no one who does Gross Anatomy podcasts. No one who does it with Nobody. Do. No. Is uh, there some medicine spin to this? No. no. Chernobyl did get... Chernobyl... Right. Something that we talked about got a lot of nuts. But no too. medical... Did anything medical shows? Nothing, right? Not that I noticed. It's interesting. Our, we Today was our graduation for a pre-med program, and one of our students was talking about... Um, he's following a cardiologist, a heart doctor, mm-hmm. and he's watching these heart cardiology procedures called heart catheterizations, you know, where someone goes for an angiogram you know you always hear about a cardiac yeah. angiogram and he said you know I've watched him do so many he, the student that I feel I could do them now and he goes and I and now now when I watch Grey's Anatomy I'm realizing they're doing it all wrong oh yeah so that was really <laughs> cute to hear him say that today I'm like Gross Anatomy you should come mm-hmm. on the show and tell us because yeah. I don't really watch cardiac cath okay yeah so what else um there's also a list of world's most admired slebs According to YouGov, I was thinking that there would be about philanthropy. Oh. But, um. Oh, right. But everybody picks Obama. They did pick Obama. How do you know that? Because everybody picks Obama. And they picked Oprah Winfrey. They picked Bill Gates, who does a lot of, like, philanthropy. Like, he tries to, he was trying to eradicate polio. Yeah. Which is a Netflix documentary. There's a Netflix documentary. Well, that's interesting. Another thing I watched when I finished Peaky Blinders was. My kid likes that show Explained, right? We've talked about that. Mm -hmm. So one of the episodes is pandemics or epidemics. Um, And Bill Gates happens to be one of the main guests, speakers on this um, epidemics, pandemics 
uh, episode. You know, that's all he does is read. Like he just has yeah. reads and reads. And but reads. the big concern is, you know, in the point in that show is, you know, everybody talks about terrorism and nuclear war and bomb. But the uh, or is an asteroid going to hit the Earth? Um, and the point of that show is more likely the thing that's going to do us in or get us into trouble is some kind of epidemic. Yes, and so that's why I was looking at the yeah. most admired celebs list to see like which of them actually like concentrate on any like medical problems or health crisis. Right. And uh, Bill Gates is the one that I I know about that does the most work. But he was so he was trying to eradicate polio, and they were almost there. Mm. And then the terrorist group Boko Haram. I think that's how you say it. You I don't know, know what I mean? They're in Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, they started, uh, you know, they said that the vaccinations, they were against the vaccinations. They wouldn't let anybody get them. Right. You know, like, so they made it really hard and they made, you know, like, the people that were doing it life threatened. And so it's just almost impossible to eradicate because these things that he didn't account for, like I a terrorist polio group, was nearly eradicated. It was, but now it's like, you know, you know how polio works. Like, once you can't get it in this one group, it just starts to spread again. Right. So they can't get it. Interesting. And the I've met people who have had polio, who have even been like on iron, the iron lung, right? You heard of the iron yeah. lung machine? Um, which is amazing how people actually survive polio. Um, it's, well, so during this Bill Gates documentary, they show you what like kids born with polio, polio to this day look like, and they're like walking on all fours. It's right. heartbreaking. Yeah. Or there, there was that Israeli, not Israeli, there was that African band, like reggae-ish band, um, who are all polio victims, I think, and I are all on band. crutches. Oh, I think no. they're called like Israel something or Israelite. Um, yeah, because like we don't yeah. see it here. I just think no. I think oh, polio is just like an old disease. But when you actually see kids still being born with this, like of course you would put all your energy into completely eradicating this. But right, I don't know. I feel like at every turn he spent so much money like trying to get places like clean water, clean sanitation, well, something Africa, always comes though. up. It, no, it's, it's not it's, just Africa. It's unfortunately intelligent people who make these crazy decisions not to vaccinate their kids. Yes, true. And Absolutely true. Especially sometimes sure celebrities, you know, who, who are given a soapbox. Which was interesting because Oprah Winfrey is also on this list. And I know Oprah Winfrey, I'm not trying to make anyone mad. I know she's everyone's, like, favorite I person. I love Oprah. But she was also one of the people that was responsible for having Jenny McCarthy on her show and spreading that. Helping mm. spread that anti Helping spread the anti-vax. Mm-hmm. I wonder how she feels these days. I don't know. We'd don't ask know. her. But Although, I think Jenny McCarthy had a kid born, uh, or a kid who has autism or something yeah, like that. And that's why, yeah. This. So you have to feel for her. So maybe she just wanted to give her a voice, but who knows. But you're right. You're right. You just have to be careful, you obviously. Yeah. And I'm sure she's aware of that now. Right. But did you look at an Oprah announced a big announcement the 2020 vision tour which is like a health and wellness journey did you see that i did that's pretty cool so you know we have uh, uh, as doctors there are all these different companies whether it's a drug company or a surgical instrument company there are reps you know rep mm-hmm. who who go around trying to sell and market these different products to doctors and hospitals and whatnot so there's one rep for a surgical a device company, an instrument company, who I've met and become very friendly with, and he is an amazing, remarkable guy himself. He, you know, came from underprivileged, um, and Oprah has this program that I don't know what it's called, where she goes to underprivileged kids and pays for their education and sponsors these yeah, kids. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, 
And so this guy was one of her kids that she sponsored, and mm-hmm. now he's a successful guy, married, kid on the way, wife is amazing, he's a really super great guy. And that's why everyone loves And they're Oprah. still in touch, right. and she still is in touch with him and visits. Oh, that's and, really nice. That's amazing. No, it is. That and I'm not saying so people amazing. don't have a reason to And what I love, love that, Oprah. it's in the U.S. too. It's right. not like, oh, let's go here and here. She's having out people here in our own backyard which I, no, I mean... No, that is great. That and, is so cool. And I'm sure that a lot of this, probably more than a million dollars, will go to help yeah. people. But Well, I think that's good, too. It is good. Yeah. I just kind of question the pricing, because floor seats are like $1,300 for a seat at the LA Forum for this health and wellness journey. So it, so it's not it's not for the underserved. It's you know she's trying to raise money from donors, I guess, from regular no people, people right? pay a lot of money to go to this right thing. Other admired celebs, I don't think they're really doing much. Are there any big health initiatives or diseases you feel like should be in the spotlight more? You know, we've talked about it a little bit. I I think just wellness, mental and physical wellness need I think to that be might be what Oprah's more and more in the spotlight, yeah. and I think need to be part of just education mm-hmm. and not education it should be part of a kid's school day way more than sitting down in a classroom okay. there should be movement and there should be and there should be checking in with kids even in public school in terms of making sure kids are okay and letting them know that that it's okay to not be okay and okay to need to reach out and need help and let it and it should be okay to know that there's going to be ups and downs and there's going to be tough times and the bottom line is most everybody is going through stuff mm-hmm. and, and I and I think that needs to be more and more addressed you know we talk about my pre-med program that I run and we were interviewing so we're interviewing now for the spring session we were interviewing kids yesterday and one of the questions we ask the kids we do a group interview one of the questions we ask the kids is to tell us about some kind of challenge in their lives of any magnitude small or large and just how they overcame it and it's interesting to see that a lot of the kids say how they've had depression or loneliness or anxiety or uh, almost everybody and Mm -hmm. and their problem is is they think they're the only ones suffering with that and it's sad Mm-hmm. It's really sad. I think, yeah, I think there are a lot more like people coming, are being open about that. Right, but it's there's still so much, but it but it doesn't happen until later. Like, right, like we need to address I, it as I little agree with kids. That. I think that's a great point. And families need to know how to deal with it and and all mm-hmm. of that. And wellness, overall wellness. I agree. Yeah, um, yeah, because suicide is on the rise, so that could be something that could help. Right, actually. Um, my daughter was working briefly for um, Jonah Hill's mother, um, who has a foundation um, that focuses on children's mental health, mm-hmm. well, well, mental wellness. Okay. And I think, and I think it's great. I think she's right on, you know, spot on about doing it. And I think it's not so much focusing on children's mental illness; it's more about focusing on children's mental health yeah, and mental wellness. Great. I forget the name of it, but it's 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 a it's a great thing. Nice. Yeah. And that's Jonah Hill's mom and Adam Levine's mom who are doing that. Oh, uh, they joined together. They have a foundation together, yeah. Oh, very cool. Yeah, I think it's really cool. Nice. And then in terms of so that's what I think we should focus our our mm-hmm. energy on in terms of wellness. Do you have any uh, gross anatomy stories for today? Yes. Do I have any gross anatomy stories for today? Um so yesterday I went to speak on my birthday. I, I celebrated my birthday in the morning. 
I went to my kid's high school mm -hmm. and talked to two 10th grade classes who were taking this pre-med class. And, uh, and it was a very gross anatomy-themed talk, because I really... You wanted to captivate them? Right. So it was really... Engagement. The bulk of the talk was me showing gross anatomy slides. Nice. Like gross, disgusting pictures mm -hmm. of stuff that I've seen over the last almost 30 years. And uh, um, 25 years no, somewhere between 25 and 30 years. Uh, so, um, and I warned them before, and I'm like, a lot of the stuff you may not want to watch or look at, and I apologize. So one of the things we looked at was a woman, and I still remember this case from years ago with melanoma, which is a form of skin cancer, a more lethal form of skin cancer, especially when caught not early. Right. And she had, I, I don't know how, I don't remember the whole story, but... For some reason, she had really let it get out of hand, and the picture shows a woman's entire leg uh, from pr pretty much her crotch almost down to her toes covered in, it kind of looked like gray worm. Is oh that what it was gosh. called on Game of Thrones? Yes. Yeah, it looked a lot like that, but it was black. That's what I'm picturing right Yeah, now. so it was that, but the color black from Game of Thrones, and it was like just the entire leg did she not look like a leg. Her leg. No, she it was too far gone, and we had to, and we just you couldn't save her. No, we oh couldn't save her, gosh. but we just made her life comfortable. And, and that's all your much. gross anatomy stories. It's just me going, oh my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much gross anatomy. <laughs> oh my gosh, let me vomit and pass words. out. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I still that's remember that. That is. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. very. Uh, and good, it was sad too. Good sunscreen. Wear sunscreen. Add it. Wear sunscreen. But also, don't ignore your health, um, which is the other thing. But, um, yeah, so, so that so was So they had kind a lot of, of questions for you? They had a lot of questions, but one of the things was, um, you know, talking about cancer and cancer care, and I was saying that there are basically four kinds of doctors who treat cancer. There's, mm -hmm. there's the medical oncologist who deals with the chemotherapy and the medicines in terms of treating cancer. There's the radiation oncologist, and we talked about radiation a little bit in Chernobyl episode, mm -hmm. it, it, giving radiation to treat cancer cells. And then we talk about surgical oncology, which is what I do, but then nobody realizes there's a fourth group of doctors who treat cancer, and we talk about it as palliative care doctors who deal with more the end-of-life issues or just not even end-of-life, but just deal with patients who are going through cancer treatments and how to um, focus and deal with issues during that time. The pain, how are they going to live, what happens with their hair, what happens with their family, mm -hmm. how are they going to function. So, you know, it, that particular case, I said, you know, th that unfortunately really was more kind of get the palliative care people involved. I didn't know that either. And help plan this person's uh, end of life so yeah. it could be as comfortable as possible and, yeah. and deal with that. So that's just a specific thing people go to school for. Just end of care. Palliative care. Palliative well, it's not so much end of care because okay. a lot of palliative care is getting someone, because a lot of people with cancer get cured. Right. But they need help during okay. during that, okay. whether it's mental, oh my God, I'm dealing with this serious illness, how am I going to function, I'm depressed, I, there's a one week I feel crappy, the next week I feel good, how, how's that life, how am I going through it? So there are doctors who help patients go okay. through all aspects of that and it doesn't even have to be related to cancer it could be other chronic disabling illnesses there are palliative care doctors who help people deal with the that aspect of care did they have so our last little 
segment in our new format is medical advice. Did any of the kids have any questions for you? Is there any like? No one gave. Well, one kid actually. Uh, my, so my kid is in the, one of the classes. Mm-hmm. So one of the kids said, "You know, how busy are you? How's your life? You know, are you really never home?" And I said, "Well." Why don't you turn to my daughter and get her answer? <laughs> and, and she she's was like, like glaring at you. She, she actually didn't mind so yeah, much, and she's sweet. like, "Yeah, he works really hard, and he's and he's not around as much as we want him to." Oh, that's you really know. a sweet answer. Yeah, kind of heartbreaking. Yeah, and, and it was it was, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's not going to say that forever. I'm just kidding. No. And then. Um, and today, I'm trying to think, today at the, we had our graduation for our pre-med program. Mm-hmm. We graduated our fall students. And one thing I did say to all the students that we had, we always have guest doctors come in uh, during the program and talk about their journey. But one of the guest docs had come in um, and we were talking about should a student go in, t- at that time, should a student who wants to be a doctor, should they become, go to medical school to get an MD or osteopathy school to get a DO, which is another oh, right. form okay. of medicine, or should they... I do actually know that from our show. Right. Or if they can't get into American medical school, should they go to a foreign right. medical school? And this doctor had a really good piece of advice that I echoed today to our group of graduating students. I said, if you really want this, if this is your passion and you know that no other career interests you and you can't get into a MD medical school, figure, you'll figure out a way to do it. If you really want it, you'll figure out a way. And whether it's going to an osteopathy mm. DO school or going to a foreign medical school, you'll figure out a way to do it. Yeah. And I think that was great advice. It is great advice. And we've talked on the podcast too about like people being 50 and like becoming a doctor. Like, yeah. If, like they had to have like regular job before that. You know, like yeah. they couldn't... If you really want it bad enough. Right. And I, and I don't know if we talked about it. One thing I mentioned today, too, was in my class in medical school, someone who was my best, one of my best friends in my class was a guy who had been out in the world and done stuff. And that now, he, so he was significantly older than I, and we were in med school together. He was a way better student than I was. He was way more engaged, way more interested, way more curious. And I think it's because he had done all this other stuff and now was really knew that this is where he belonged and he was ready and he was a sponge and he was like this is great Mm -hmm. and I was like still kind of college mode um still wanting to go out and you know and still just college student just you know year five of college was first year of med school for me right right and I kind of envied his passion that maybe I might have had if I had gone out and did something for a year or two and then was like oh yeah I really do want this medicine thing yeah I think that's good yeah. advice. If you want it bad enough, you'll find a way. You'll figure out a way. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Thanks. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for listening to our second to last Gross podcast Anatomy of podcast year. of the year. Next next week is our is our end of year podcast, and then we're going to take a two-week hiatus. Mm-hmm. So for the holidays. Listen to us. Like us. Comment sure on follow us. follow Dr. Cohen's slow walking movement. Exactly. On Instagram. Exactly. It's good stuff. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to Gross Anatomy. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can check out more episodes on the evolving sights, smells, and sounds of medicine.